All right, Courtney. So I think historically there's a lot of questions, maybe uncertainty or maybe some um, additional clarity that could be offered when it comes to really framing up a goal with the smarter goal framework. There's always a letter or two that seem to drop by the wayside and then it makes the whole goal <laughs> feel awkward or clunky going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think is the number one? Right. This is the billboard charts of goal setting. What is the number one way that people listening could improve their smarter goal? Well, first, if you're like, I have no idea what you mean by smarter, then I am here to help. Um, (laughs) Smarter stands for specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time keyed, exciting, and relevant. And that's kind of the makeup for how you write a successful goal. And we don't spend a whole lot of time in the planner on this. And so I think it's a really important topic, but we go into a lot of depth on this in the full focus goals course. And I would say as far as like what people get hung up on, or maybe it's just me. I mean, we hear lots of goals and rarely do I hear them hitting all of these check boxes. Right. Um, but I think the one I see a lot is either <laughs> it's really the two R's that it's not risky enough. You know, it's yes. like, oh no, that's just a project I need to get done. Like it's not actually difficult. It's just like either I just don't want to do it or I've been putting it off, but it's not actually risky. Or that it's <laughs> are you seeing this fly? <laughs> <laughs> Or that their goal isn't relevant, either with their other goals. Maybe they're just like really achievement oriented. So they're just like these really big goals all at the same time. Or it's just the life that we've all been living the last few years. I don't I don't know if you're like this, Verbs, but I feel like I want to go into the year thinking, I've got my goals for the year. They're not going to change. But because the environment changes, I actually every quarter am really having to look at my goals and I'm making changes changes because of the relevancy of those goals. I think that's good. And I think you're right. Those two R's are normally what we kind of have to keep keep on our, our radar, especially the relevancy part, because we may feel at the beginning of a of a time period that, yeah, this is totally possible. Or maybe there could be some confusion around risky and relevant to where it's truly not relevant and it makes it feel like it is risky. But then when you kind of get a quarter into it, you realize, oh, I probably need to put this on hold for now, replace it maybe with something else. Because um, not only was it risky to try to accomplish at that point in time, it truly wasn't relevant for maybe that season of life or maybe something else had shifted that would hinder that from actually being executed. But either one of those things could happen. So I definitely agree. Um, and But I think we should maybe talk a little bit about how can we know whether or not a goal is risky enough. So we'll do that coming up. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. 
I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and our producer, Nick. Happy Monday to you both. Happy Monday to everyone listening. Wow. Yes. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I can't believe I got included in this. This is, hey, I don't why know not, what Nick? to do. You're, you're a mainstay, Nick. buddy. You're always here. Why not acknowledge your presence? So hey, true. Gonna, yeah. Well, thank you. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> Were you about to say, yeah, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to cut. I'm gonna, for the, for those on the, the for those in the video feed, I'm just going to go down to the basement. <laughs> Good work. Good work. So uh, we're talking about how to make sure that a goal is actually being set risky enough to make it interesting, make it something that we really set out in front of us. That's not delusional, but also not too low of an accomplishment that we can do it like tomorrow and then it's done. But how do we set it out there to where we know it's, there's, there's a little bit of, can I really do this attached to that mm-hmm. goal that makes it feel risky? So we have two clues that we're going to talk about. Clue number one is we doubt that we can actually do it. Goals that are properly risky, they should have a little bit of, you know, you get butterflies in your stomach thinking about it. Like, am I really going to do this? You know, if Mm -hmm. I was to say right now, okay, I'm going to run a marathon next quarter, that would give me a little bit of like, you know, it shouldn't feel impossible that it's just like totally out of the realm. You know, if I was like, right. I'm going to be a, I'm going to do a golf. I was going to say a golf competition. Is that actually a thing? <laughs> well, technically, know. yes. Every round of golf would be a competition in itself. Honestly, yes. it proves my point. I don't even know what that would be called. Um, and so, no, that that's not, that's, impo- you know, like there's no way to actually get to that level in the next three months. That would be. Right. Beyond, I feel like Nick is looking at me like, I don't know if that's a good example. You probably could do it. You just would be terrible, you know? <laughs> or to or to use your example, like I'm going to run a marathon, but then to say I'm going to run a marathon and come in second in the entire race when I'm still sitting right. on my couch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it shouldn't be impossible, but it should feel a bit unlikely. Like it's if you just continue on with what you're going to do, you're the life you're doing, it's not going to happen. So... If it is beyond that, it's got to take some effort, some intentionality. You're Mm -hmm. probably on the right track. So with my son, a couple of years ago, we started using the full focus student planner and uh, our kids planner, I guess. And one thing about goal setting in that context, which we kind of inched our way towards, like you can't just go like set this big goal or whatever. It's interesting. He's young. He's learning what the world is like. He's learning what time feels like, over, you know, to go what's six months from now. But this element of can I actually accomplish this is something that is very difficult for him. And I'm not saying he's alone. I think this is probably true for almost all children, probably a lot of adults where you say, okay, set a goal. And the goal will be like, I'm going to beat two levels on this video game or something. And I'm not critiquing the goal, the 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 space of the goal, but right. it is an element of like, well, you're going to do that eventually. That's not that's not a mm-hmm. it's a goal, but it's not it's not this goal. It's not a risky goal. Mm-hmm. And so I do think it's a space where that feeling of like, who do I want to become? To really take from Michael Hyatt, can I envision myself that far in the future? And I look right like a total boss, you know, with whatever those things are, Mm -hmm. that's like the hardest part of this whole journey, just based on watching like the emotional and psychological development of children. Yeah. 
Well, we all have to be, in a sense, be willing to be uncomfortable. Like if you want to be someone that achieves goals, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable to say, I'm going to do this thing (laughs) ideally that you've never done. That's what makes it risky. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pursue this thing. It's much more comfortable to just like keep doing whatever you're doing at whatever rate, you know. And again, nobody would probably want the results of that, but it's a lot more comfortable. (laughs) You know, it's like that feels good, you know. And this other thing at the beginning, especially if you don't have the history of setting goals and achieving them, you know, to give you that confidence of knowing like, hey, I'm capable of doing hard things. I'm capable of pursuing things that seem bigger than where I'm at right now. It is it is much easier to like opt in to just like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because that feels really good. Just to underscore what both of y'all just said, Nick, when you mentioned, I think it's important, it's important for us to get back to this perspective is it's always about who do we want to become uh, when we think about our goals and the things we do want to accomplish. But then the it expands, you know, the estimation of what you're actually capable of. To where before you may have had you might have had a limiting belief that surrounded a certain area of your life or a certain domain. But man, when we can set these goals to where we we feel that level of risk that it's gonna require, then by the time we accomplish that goal, not only has our confidence boosted, but it actually expands what we are actually able or capable of mm-hmm. doing um, as a person. And it and that yeah. that leans into um, who we become as a person going forward, because now there's more things that we can we can approach in the same manner. Mm-hmm. Nick, I think that's like such a helpful example when you think about a kid learning that. But like, ultimately, we're all on that journey. Like, mm-hmm. I think as adults, we forget. Like, we like to be like, we arrived, you know, <laughs> we're adulting now. But really, we are all just on this journey of development that just keeps going for a lifetime. It's just that your son's at an earlier stage. But we are all prone to that same thing, um, if not pushed out on the edge. Yeah, I only bring it up to to highlight what it looks like. Like when you know that's happening, right? You yeah. can see a kid do that. And then to go, am I doing that? Is the uh, is mm-hmm. to, to connect those two points. To go, am I also thinking? And I, and be honest, in the last couple of weeks, I've been going, yeah, I've been doing that myself. So this is a perfect episode uh, for me right now. Guys, I just want y'all to know my daily big three has just changed. (laughs) I just pivoted to killing this fly. It is on my face. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Courtney, I will Amazon you a pair of chopsticks so you can just go Mr. Miyagi on that fly right now. Okay. It's going down, How much of this am I allowed to put into the world? I don't care. (laughs) Okay, great. I don't care as long as I... Kill this pie. I gotta go down. Like that paper was too stiff. Like I gotta get this tighter, I think. Okay. This episode from here on out will be known as the fly episode. Okay. (laughs) So clue number two is it requires real effort every week. It requires real effort every week. Like this goal should actually make you re-examine your schedule and force you to really to change your schedule to actually get the thing done. I'll share one uh, that I had set at the top of the year. I think we talked about it at some point a few episodes back. Maybe I had this goal around um, 
writing music or making some more new music. I realized because it's a group effort working with a friend of mine on a project that for both of us to get our schedules synced up and then actually record or even get in the same room to write, being that that has not happened since I've had children or been, been, have been married, um, this is going to require like a whole figuring out where the windows and the schedule, one, that it could fit, and then two, organizing the rest of the household so I can be away to do this for a couple of hours and be able to be focused on it. I'm saying this to say that it's because of the motivation behind it or the desire to see it actually uh, come to pass. It's been a real effort, one, to try to sync up schedules, but then two, actually go into the thing so we can be focused and actually produce something that we actually want to, that are proud of at the end of the day. But it does require, it does require some real effort to actually get it done. Can the actual act of recording music or writing music be done? Yes. But the commitment to actually see it through on a weekly basis, like our commit commitment is yeah. like every week we have to do at least one thing that brings us to finishing up. You know, it's a four song project, but it brings us to the completion of getting this done. So um, saying that just to, again, attest to the fact that this this requires real effort. There should be something that pops up on your radar that you need to do every week to really get these things done. First of all, I'm so excited about this music. One. Uh, and I think that's true. I mean, I think this is a really helpful clue because, again, it's like if if you can just continue on with life as normal, it's probably not risky. Like if it's just going to happen without any intentionality, you know, if it's a big professional goal that you're going after, maybe you have a, a sales number that you're trying to hit that's aggressive. Like that's not something you can wait until, you know, just continue on as normal. And then the last week, try to pull it out. Like that's not going right. to be possible. But, you know, like Nick's example of, you know, completing those next two levels on that game, if you just continued on, the effort that it's taking is no different than the effort you're already giving. And so I, I love this question. I think it's really helpful and as I think back, even ones that feel like I had a goal this year for my husband and I to go on a 40th birthday trip together, even though it seems like, okay, you just go on that trip. Like, no, no, no. Like it took saving a certain amount of money to go yeah. on that trip and to make all those plans and determine, you know, the schedule. It took real effort. <laughs> and even though it was a vacation, sometimes, you know, annoyingly so, you know, that you had to be like, oh, gosh, I got to sit down and do these things. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really helpful clue. And I think it's also helpful, maybe even think about thinking about the risky element of it. But I think where you really feel it is when you bring in the T, which is the mm -hmm. time key or, or time bound, that element in with the risky, then it kind of puts that extra weight on it to where you really start mm -hmm. to feel like, all right, I can do gotta this. Mm -hmm. There's some certainty, but I got to focus and I really got to make sure that I'm making effort to do something once a week. Hopefully it's, it's landing in your daily big three once a week to bring you closer to that goal. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. 
Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Okay, I'm popping in here to update listeners and our lovely hosts here about a previous episode that we did not that long ago. In fact, I think it's two or three weeks ago, we did an episode on sleep and our nighttime routines. And uh, we put a post up in the Full Focus Planner community where we asked people to share their bedtimes. So we crunched some numbers around here in the focus on this uh, lab to find out what our listeners and what our members of our community were up to. And it turns out that most people are aiming to go to bed at 10 p.m. for listeners, mm-hmm. which is honestly a little bit later than I would have expected, considering that the population of people that I interact with are make their living on high achievement, high performance ideas. Like Michael's like, I go to bed at 630 and I wake up at 1 a.m. and I'm ready to go. That's not <laughs> that's actually not true. I think that's I think Michael true. and Megan and Joel, they're like nine o'clock. And I know Courtney is like nine to ten. But so we're talking 10 p.m. to go to bed. So I don't know where everyone slots in who's listening to this. And they're, they're shooting for seven to eight, seven and a half to eight hours a night. But some people are struggling to maintain that. And uh, our assistants in the lab who brought this up did point out that uh, no one's distinguishing between weekends and weekdays. Mm. They do or don't. They're not. Yeah. I really don't either. I kind of keep the same schedule. It tells you how my uh, weekend life is with a 19-year-old. Party, party. <laughs> you, but that's, that, that is interesting because it would seem – seems like a wise move to to maintain the same schedule because apparently – let's say you go to bed later on the weekends, then you won't catch back up to your regular sleep pat- pattern until it, t- it takes you like a few days to actually get back to the normal – a normal yeah. sleep pattern after that. So you're kind of – it's just ebbing and flowing if you if you switch it up. What I want to know is, Nick, has there been any change in your sleep schedule? Because we talked about, you know, you're a late nighter, night owl, but you're also having to get up. Well, so, you know, it's summertime, so my schedule's a little different. I don't have to be up as early necessarily because there's not a child who's going to school um, Mm -hmm. at 7 o'clock. So I actually am sleeping a little bit later. Um, I would actually say I'm getting more sleep right now, which is great, even though I'm doing – even though I'm doing like one to two hours a day of – summer school with my child, uh, which is another whole change in my routine and work life that I've had to kind of adjust to. But I am somebody who, when like, and my wife too, when the weekend comes, we're like, we're up at night Mm because we're night owls. So we're like, we're ready to be up, we're up. Can I give you a hack that if you wanted to try to go to sleep earlier? I don't know if we do, but I'm interested. (laughs) Okay, here's the hack. Have you ever done restorative yoga? And when I, I say not. restorative yoga, what I really mean is like 
supported sleep almost, honestly. So you have Peloton. I have Peloton. You already have access to these. Now you may have to, you probably have to use some pillows until you got the stuff to use the props, but it's like a 30 minute workout. But what I really mean is like, it is going to get you to the point that you're not like, just like, Sometimes I actually fall asleep doing it, but most of the time it's like I am going immediately to bed because that's all I want to do. It just gets you to that state where you're like, I actually thought the other day, I was like, this should just be part of my evening ritual because it just, it feels like how you feel when you're getting a massage. You know, you're like Mm. at that real zen, just like so relaxed place. There is somebody listening to this right now that is so excited that you brought this up. You're like, that's my jam. No one ever talks about it. And if you're that person, let us know. <laughs> yes. In the full focus planner me. community. No, uh, no, no. I've heard of it, but I, I'm, hey. It's amazing. I, it's like stretching plus to the point you stretch, but it's all supported so that you literally could fall asleep. And so it's like bonus. Your body gets so relaxed that it actually starts restoring itself. Verbs, you have your thoughts on, on this situation? Not that you have to. Um, I mean, one of the things I've been trying is cutting the grass in uh, 95 uh, <laughs> degree heat with a 100% humidity. And after I'm done, like my body is like, hey, where's the pillow? I'm out. <laughs> There's no app for that, by the way. But I'm just saying try it. <laughs> that would be like the best app ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys, I think I killed it. I think I killed it. I think I killed it. But I think confirm, confirm, confirm. I like I made contact. Contact is made. <laughs> hey, flies are resilient. They'll lay dead, play dead for a minute, and they pop right back up. They're still flying around. <laughs> I'm telling you. So today's tip to level up your focus: pick one goal that you can make riskier. Maybe by setting a closer deadline or upping the results that you want to see. But write down your new and improved goal right there in your planner. Thank you once again for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, except when you have a fly flying around in your office. So share it with your friends. And I would love your feedback on how to get rid of said fly in office. Um, You can let me know in the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next Monday with another great episode. Until then, stay Stay focused. focused. I demand it and require it. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.